Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 94, Yogurt and Granola. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and Jessica's, Jessica's Day, Day of Fun. Fun. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Rosie. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm pretty good, actually. Good. Have you recovered from our, our lovely outing? Yes, I have, actually. Jessica and I had one of our literal days of fun this week. We went to Margate again. We went to the seaside for the day, had a day trip. We, we went onto the seaside. We walked on the sand. Neither of us had appropriate shoes on, but it was fine. I mean, they weren't necessarily appropriate, but mine were fine. I was wearing enormous Dr. Martens. They were not not right. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was fine. Yes, so uh, we went down to Margate on Wednesday to go to the, what's that exhibition called? Embroidery. Embroidered. Uh, embroidered, tangled, entangled. You know what? How great would it have been if I knew what we'd done? I have my leaflet like just over the other side of the room. Entangled threads and making. Entangled. Oh my god, I was one. I you, won. Were you close? We went to the Entangled Threads and Making exhibition at the Turner Contemporary. The most exciting bit was the lift. Um, yes, the lift was very exciting. They have an enormous lift at the Turner Contemporary. It's like a freight lift, but for people. Yeah, and they they put an exhibit in there as part of the exhibition. And we were always the only two people in there. Yes, we looked at the little placard. And um, what was it made of, Jessica? Yogurt. It was it, made of yogurt. It everyone. was made of yogurt. It was like fabric, paint, yogurt, which really then explained a slight musk that that lift had. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't smell like too bad. That was that was my main takeaway. Was surprisingly wow, good for yogurt. It doesn't smell terrible. It was sort of smeared on. And yes, so this exhibition is about all women artists and crafts women. Um, and it's all fabric-based art and bits and pieces. Um, it was a bit of a mixed bag for me. It wasn't quite what I was expecting in places. Yeah, some of it was Some of it was lovely. Some of it was a bit pants. Some of it. The one where it was um, offcuts from the fashion industry and it was supposed to be like a comment on discards and stuff. But basically... It was a massive piece of fabric with all the pattern pieces cut out of it, hung on a nail on the wall. Yeah. Well, that's no effort, is it? You've just been through, through someone's bins. I really liked there was a piece which was of uh, fabric which had a design, a woven design into it, um, of flowers. It was very sort of chintzy, um, sofa-covering type fabric. And then it had been on. Not unraveled. How would you describe oh, it? Yes. So there was a, a section in the middle of the fabric where it had been sort of stretched out. So all of the threads that had been kept taut by being woven in suddenly could lay out and you could see the pattern all stretch out and all the colours. It looked lovely. Yeah, I guess they'd taken the, because of the way it was um, sort of tapestry embroidered mm. or sort of woven embroidery, the weft went back and forth a lot. So they'd taken some of the warp out, like every sort of 10 centimetres or so yeah. they'd left one warp thread in so it was held together so it kept the right shape but it meant that the um the in-between weft threads had like stretched out to their full length and weren't weren't going back on themselves so it was just a really long almost fringing but held held together it's really difficult to describe but it looked amazing yes it did there was also somebody who'd done sculptures of penguins but they weren't really penguins they were school children dressed as penguins and they were all wearing little plimsolls and they were wearing little costumes although also i think if they got organized they could it was, it was like the beginning of an episode of Doctor Who. It was like that. I was pretty like sure a Christmas special. one of their heads was going to spin around. Yeah, to look at you and then they'd have like really glowing eyes. It was like the beginning of a Christmas special and um, maybe they'd be like at a school play or something and it turned yeah. out the children were not what they seemed. No, um, that was fun. We went for tea at the Cupcake Cafe in Margate again. I had a lemon and Earl Grey cake and it was... Oh, 
What a delight. So it was three layers with lemon curd between layers the first one two and layers. Two. Yeah. And an Earl Grey buttercream. Between layers two and three. Really good. Just just dynamite stuff. And we also went back to the hungry cow, the greedy cow. The greedy cow, which is next door to the Cupcake Cafe. Yeah, it was just good because I'd forgotten where it was and I thought we'll never find it. And it was next door to where we were going later. And there it was. Um, and that was great. Yep. I had some really good falafel. Had 8% cider. Yep, 8.4% cider. That was good. Went for, yeah, walked back on the beach. Went to the post office. Did all, all of our errands. Yes. Yeah, we did some important errands on the train and in Mark 8. On that note, if you are a patron of Raising Jessica's Day of Fun, your badges should be with you slash on their way if you're in America, because I assume things take time. Um, so that's exciting. That is exciting. So that was that was our little day of fun this week. Jessica, have you done any other exciting things since last we recorded? Have I? Have you? No. Well, I had a couple of days off last week. I have used up my last two days of holiday of the year. So the day before we went to Margate, I just had a a nice chill day off. Mm -hmm. I've been out for dinner with a few friends, you know, out for drinks after work. So the usual just kind of social stuff, really. Yeah, there's a real dynamite picture of you on Facebook this morning. Yeah. I can't really complain because I took that picture as a hilarious joke when I should have been taking a picture of someone else. Always do that. Yeah, obviously. I turned it into a selfie and just pulled a silly face. Um, the owner of the camera has obviously put it off Facebook. So, oh well. Um Well, I've done a few things. On Saturday, I went for a day out to visit the cats and dogs of Battersea Dogs and Cats Home. So jealous. I go past it on the train quite often. You pay it's two just... pounds and you just get to go and... Is that it? Two pounds, yeah, I know. I went there for a birthday party once. Group entry is for up to five people, seven pounds. So there were four of us and we saved a pound by paying for the I had no entry. idea that it was like such an easy thing to do. Do you just turn up? You just turn up because they, they mainly run. That's a huge part of their um, fun. So you don't, get to, you don't get to touch the animals. Yeah. It's not like the cat cafe where they come and sit on you and you get to stroke them and stuff. And there was a slight element of visiting the lunatics at Bedlam <laughs> because they're all in their little kennel yeah, things strong. and we're all just turning around being like, oh, look at this one. Look at this one that we have no intention of adopting. Well, I would have taken almost all of those cats and one of the dogs. There were two cats that were available for adoption and you had to take them as a pair. They weren't related to each other. They were just in a bromance and they were called Luther and Horatio and one of them had one eye (laughs) and they didn't want to be separated. Oh, they were just besties. They were just besties. So Battersea Cat, Battersea Cattery said that they could only be, you know, you weren't allowed to split them up. Yeah. Um, There was a cat called Captain Cat Sparrow who had one eye. They were the only two uh, that had one eye, but the one eye where they sort of stood out. A lot of cats only have one eye. I know many cats with one eye. Yeah. Is it like a cat thing? Well, I think it's from scrapping as opposed to genetically, like... Yeah, usually they've lost the eye. eye. Carelessness. Yeah, so you go in and you look at the dogs, and they you're more likely to bump into a dog because they're getting taken in and out for walkies. And then yeah. we went and looked at the cats, and the cattery is a bit more modern, and you can just sit around. It's like the... Um, is it the panopticon, the idea of that prison where there's someone always watching because it's in a circle with a row of chairs in concentric circles facing all the cats so you can just sit and watch them. Right. Um, and then we went for a cup of tea and we went and watched two games of rugby on the television. Right, okay. This week I did not refer to them as the interval and the acts, but I did very nearly refer to the pitch as the lawn. Which is, I know, <laughs> like I know it's a pitch. I was just getting, I got confused. <sighs> I got confused and then we were hanging out with a cat and I forgot that when I hang out with cats for more than an hour, 
I fall in love with cats. As Jessica can attest right, from yeah. our trip to America. Yep. You never got over that having to leave Rigatoni at that cafe. And the and uh, the parents' cat. Yeah. And Tanza, who I met on Saturday. Tickles. Just oh tickles. I just love them all. Oh. And I just basically I clearly have toxoplasmosis and my brain has gone to mush around cats. That's what it is. Just she was just so perfect. And uh, then we put on Clue, and I went to have a brief lie down and slept through it all. You didn't even come back in time for flames on the side of her face? No. Oh, but I'd watched Clue a couple of weeks ago, so it was fine. Or that's fine. Month. Fl- flames. I've also been to two performances in central London. I don't know my terms are in such weird phrasing. What, um, what did you see? Well, I went to the ENO to see Pirates of Penzance. Right. Which was very jolly. Saw that a couple of weeks ago. And then the week after, I went to the London Palladium for a concert showing, the concert premiere of Jason Robert Brown's musical Honeymoon in Vegas, based on the film Honeymoon in Vegas, starring Sarah Jessica Parker and Nick Cage. And it was conducted by Jason Robert Brown. And oh, what what's that? Who was, who was starring in this concert performance? That's right. My husband, Arthur Darville. Magnificent. He was. Good. It was really good. Well, anyway. I didn't actually go in a reverie. I had a bit of tea. Okay, good. I'm just going to sniff for a second. No, that's fine. I I am so intimately acquainted with my, my face noises from editing this podcast. I don't mean words. I, I haven't forgotten <laughs> the word for words. I mean snuffles, lip smacking, all, always tea, constantly editing the sound of ceramics out of what I'm saying. <laughs> or what, it's usually when you're talking and you can just hear me in the back. I don't know what I get up to when we record these podcasts. Just, you know, sawing some wood. Sorry, a cabbage in half, so it sounds like you're cutting someone's leg off. Yeah, slamming doors. I've got one of those doors with all of the different locks on it. Yeah, in a in a table, so you can just drop it in. Basically, Slam. you've just got like the full foley setup. I have, I have. Uh, stomping around in polystyrene, so it's like snow. And I believe also, Jessica, we have both been to see, albeit separately, the film Hidden Figures. Oh yes, we have. Yes, yes. Which um I know that you enjoyed, as did I. I think I'd seen it. When we recorded the previous podcast, but you hadn't. Is that correct? I think that's correct. Yes, I thought it was tremendous. Everyone should watch it. It's just... Really good. Yeah, it like, fills you with sunshine. It does, doesn't it? Um, so that's that's kind of my intro. It's a very grey day here in North London. It's a very grey day here in South East London as well, so... But I'm sitting at my desk looking out at St. Pigeons. It's not a great view today but hey i don't know i just feel also now is when i would usually have my lunch so if i get cranky i have to apologize oh i do apologize no that's fine i ate five almonds and two walnuts in preparation well that's good you see for me lunch isn't until about two o'clock yeah no lunch has got progressively earlier if not later well that's fine i'm gonna have a cheese and pickle sandwich that sounds nice yeah, oh, it's really good. And housemate Lucy bought sunflower and pumpkin seed bread yesterday. We've got really Ooh, well done, housemate breads. Lucy. I love seeded bread. Oh well, I don't know why anyone's ever eating any other kind of bread. It really, it really elevates a sandwich. Live your best lives. And it, like seeds are really good for you, so it's like free nutrition. Yes, free nutrition that you pay a premium for. Well, yeah, you know, free in effort and yeah consideration. You know, so you don't have those like, oh, I should eat something like more healthy. No. You have that cheese and pickle sandwich and you've got already all your omegas because it's amazing. You can put jam on that and you're still getting nutrition. Ish. Same. Let's put in a late review jingle. Late review. Yeah, I can't remember what I recorded. I made one for the last episode. Again, luckily my housemate was out. Otherwise, she'd probably have come <laughs> so in. She didn't have to listen to you. Ooh. Basically, what happens is I do some freeform sort of warbling saying right. the name of the segment and then muck around with it and put in 
harmonies. Speaking of freeform, can we very briefly just touch on the sub-fact that Noel Fielding is one of the new presenters of <sighs> Bake Off? I meant to do ooh, Bake Off chat, Peacock Dreams. It all comes full circle. Hey, oh my god, it all comes together. Bake Off chat is, of course, the same intonation as Peacock Dreams from the Mighty Boosh. The Mighty yeah, Boosh. right. So we love Bake Off. Um, I'm going to say that's a huge portion of our audience at Bake Off. Yeah. Is that the police? Yeah, whoop, whoop, whoop. it's the sound of the police. My God, they found me via a podcast. Uh, yeah, we love Bake Off chat. Uh, we love Bake Off. Um, so they finally announced the new lineup for its uh, scabby scabby move. We've got uh, Major Scab, Paul Hollywood. Then Prue Leaf is taking over from Mary Berry. I'm not really familiar with Prue Leaf, to be honest. I I know of her, but I just no. All I know is that from when. She... From when she was rumoured to be taking over, I saw some quotes where she was like, well, of course, you get loads of money to do Bake Off. And it just, it just, it, it, it was an off-putting quote. It, did, it didn't, it didn't sit well. No. Um, and then the hosting team, uh, that well-known, uh, already working double act, Sandy Toxic and Noel Fielding. Sandy Toxic, perfect sense. Kind. Yeah. Comedy. Lady. Yeah. Makes sense. Noel Fielding, what on earth? <laughs> well, it's going to look like Sandy Toxvig has brought her disaffected son to do work experience. Yes, true. It's it just makes no sense. But, like Noel Fielding is obviously the creator of the Bush, and who I mean, who knows what is going on in that brain? But he's also very gentle and very sort of kind and friendly. But he's kind and friendly in a completely unhinged manner. He's probably just going to have a lovely time wandering around eating cakes and doing. Yeah, but he's going to be like picking up scones and turning them into puppets. We were talking about this at work yesterday, and I realised that maybe it's actually just an amazing um, marketing move because now everyone has got everyone who'd said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it." Has gone. Well, I'm going to have to watch it for a little bit to see what this is like. You can't wear a cape in that tent. I bet he'd manage it though. Like, if you're going to have Noel Field, I suppose you can't have Noel Fielding and Richard Iwade like taking over. Oh my entirely. god, that'd be amazing. Well, I know. As somebody I saw on Twitter said, uh, "Imagine Adam Buxton and uh, Lisa Tarbuck." And then we ended up just talking about, imagine just going around and cooking Lisa Tarbuck a nice meal, because she just seems so lovely. She did a great show two years ago, where she went around and spent two hours with Mary Berry cooking Christmas food and picking Christmas music. That sounds great. How did I not watch that? It was it was on Radio 2. Or listen to it. Oh, I remember you telling me about it. And I... then this year they had some other bloke to it going around doing the same with Nadia, which was fine, but it wasn't Lisa Tarbuck. I'm so confused. I'm just so confused by what this is going to be like. But I feel like Channel 4 have drawn us back in. But also, like, he's so larky. He's not going to pay attention because every five minutes he's going to be trying to interview somebody, asking them why they've used Loganberries, and he's going to get distracted and hide in a fridge. Yeah, and then he'll see the Bake Off Squirrel, and then... He'll come dressed as the Bake Off Squirrel using, like, enormous chamois leathers as its tail and (laughs) appendages. And, like, bus tickets, like, staple dogs and stuff. Oh, I'm Noel Fielding. I can't do an Noel Fielding impression. I launched into it and realised I was just going, oh, I'm Noel Fielding, which isn't really how you do impressions. It's just to keep saying... I mean, it's how I do most of mine. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm probably... I'm going to have to try it. But also, it's only going to be 45 minutes long, and I've been watching loads of edited versions on good food, and it's very weird. Yes, I think it's going to be lacking. A disaster, darling. I did really like the, something I retweeted, which was it, uh, it said La La Land 2016, like a, you know official citation of the film, and it was just three stills from the Mighty Boosh with um, Howard going... Why do you keep going on about yeah, jazz? She's like, have you heard of jazz? What? Have you heard of the music of jazz? Why do you keep going on about jazz? Bam, ba, da, 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 da. Late review. We had such fun late reviewing into a few ouds that um, we've just gone alphabetically. 
Art porn, we haven't. Yes, we um, have, yeah. We are going to be late reviewing Lake Bell's written, directed, starring film, In a World. In a World. Where one woman wants to become a voiceover artist. It's not me, because that would be terrible. Can you imagine? Some wispy-voiced mumbler. Um, that's a great name for children's character. What, a wispy-voiced mumbler? So, Jessica, would you like to introduce In a World? Yes, um, In a World uh, was made in 2013, as Rosie said, written, directed by and starring Lake Bell, who went to the same college as me. Not at the same time. But not at the same time, I've never met her. It is about a woman who wants to become a voiceover, or who is a voiceover artist, following in her father's footsteps, and um, it's a very male-dominated industry. The opportunity arises for that they decide to bring back a, a, a new film project, decides to bring back the inner world tagline because the guy who usually does it uh, died some years ago he's dead he dies before the killing has begun so it's fine and there is an opportunity for her to do it to be the first woman ever to ever to say the words in a world probably she wouldn't do it in that voice because we're both doing the usual man voice but yeah that's kind of the plot of the film really yes it's one of the, it's very gentle and not a lot happens. Yeah, it's very gentle. This is what I, I wrote. Like lots, that, it's lots of little little things happen, but nothing really happens. Harmless success is what I wrote because she. Yes, that sounds nice. I've just written gentle. Yeah, okay. she does a just a test track just to fill in for somebody, and then that gets picked up, and she gets the gig, and from that she just automatically gets a few more gigs and there's no huge amount of peril there's one thing where you're not sure whether she's going to get that job but then yeah. largely it's just oh I, no and this has happened this, there's no huge amount of jeopardy for whether she's going to be successful or not which I really enjoyed yeah there was no huge stakes and there was no there, there were antagonists but no real villain there's a romance subplot which sometimes I find they're shoehorned in a little you know, someone, oh, like in Mean Girls there's no need for that romance but I, I found it charming I found it super charming because it was not really like there was no kind of oh like it wasn't high drama and it wasn't like somebody's relentlessly pursuing the other one um, it was just two people who should be getting together gently getting together gently. Yeah, it ha- and it ha- happens to to coincide with the with the action of the film um I, yeah i thought dimitri martin was really really sweet in that role he's he's clearly enjoying working with her because he likes spending time with her as well so that's why he's quite he's the um uh is he i couldn't quite work out exactly what his job is he's an editor or a sound engineer he's or a sound engineer he, but he seems to have a level of seniority at, at their yes their studio which of course is owned by nick offerman because the cast of this film is just unbelievably good it's really good. Um, there was a bit where I suddenly went, oh my goodness, that, that's Tig Notaro. Tig Notaro's just playing quite a small part. Yeah, she just sort of turns up in the background and says, says something kind of sardonic. Yeah, and you go, And they just, get, they just get on with it. Um, and she's really funny in it. Yeah, lots of people, uh, you know, the, the, the cast is really good. It's sort of Rob Corddry and um, uh, Nick Offerman um, uh, as the supporting the supporting people that I had. I knew their names. Whereas, I, I mean... Almost anyone whose name I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, I recognised. Yeah, uh, Ken Marino is in it. And Michaela Watkins, who plays her sister. As an antagonist, Michaela Watkins, thank you. I couldn't remember her name, but she's I've seen her in lots of things. Oh, she was on SNL. Uh, but she's also just done loads of... If Once you see her, you will recognise her. Yeah, you go, oh, it's her, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a really good cameo at the end, which I don't know oh, if we yeah. should... No, Spoil, I don't but... think we should tell you who it is, but it's a very good cameo, and it's really fitting for the oh yes uh, for the role. Um, I feel that also when we were saying about how gentle and and it was, it, that's it's also very very funny. 
Um, yeah. It's a very sweet natured, but it's not happy. slow at all. No. It just it keeps going and it whips through, and it's funny, but in a quite um, a quite real way. The interactions are the sort of amusing interactions are ways that people talk to their friends and their yeah. siblings and. Yeah, it's not. Um, although the some the premise, I mean, people competing to bring back the phrase in a world is kind of wacky. The whole film isn't like wacky hijinks. There's an, a naturalism to it. Uh, but if everybody was hilarious, and yeah, it's, there's an entertaining sort of sports like montage where they're all recording their they're their famous. audition tapes for for in a world. The popo are back. Yeah, it's, it's all very exciting. It's all it's all kicking off. It's all on kicking Monday off on Monday lunchtime. Yeah, and she uh, one of the running themes throughout the the film is that she collects, like Lilo collects pictures of fat people. Mm-hmm. Carol collects um, accents. She has a an archive, like library of voice recordings and every time she hears someone with an interesting accent or voice she records them not like i couldn't couldn't quite work out if all of these people know that they've been recorded i think very few of them have. i think so i think yes actually no you're right because she's recording someone at the dry cleaners some of them they're set up as interviews she gets her sister to go and interview people and you get some of you get the impression that this has obviously happened before and she's used to reading the the questions and some of them are done as interviews um, and some of them, she just overhears people talking when she's out. So she switches on her dictaphone yeah. um, and records people talking in, in shops or on the street. And she runs a um, uh, like a voice coaching workshop. And there's a running a running theme throughout of these women with tiny squeaky baby voices. Yeah, they all sound like sexy babies. Yeah. Um, and how it's t- difficult to take them seriously. And she kind of mocks them, but is fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. And eventually kind of that sort of becomes a small part of the plot and she ends up doing something about this this girl that she keeps meeting who wants a smoothie um and, and eventually decides to do something about this this weird tiny sexy baby voice that these girls that she keeps running into have i thoroughly enjoyed it and i would strongly recommend i really did as well now i watched it this week because it's gone off netflix this week so uh bad luck uh, everybody yes I'd forgotten that. I happened to watch it last week, not knowing that it was about to go off Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It had been in my queue for a thousand years. There are, of course, other media where you can you could buy a copy. You can buy a copy. It you will be on. Borrow one from your local library. Yep. Other streaming services. It might still be on Netflix in the US. We don't know. Yeah. It probably will be. Let's be honest. Um, but if you are looking for a nice way to while away, also, it's like ninety, a hundred minutes maybe. It's a small yeah. It's story. not very long. Oh, then uh, I would give this film um. I'm going to say uh, enthusiastic three thumbs and a pointer up. Uh, yeah, same, same, three, yeah. Between the two of us, what do you think? Three thumbs pinky? Uh, yeah, three and a half thumbs. Okay. Three thumbs and one bendy thumb. So like one's preparing for a thumb war? Yes. Okay, three and a half thumbs. An enthusiastic yeah. three and a half thumbs up. Ta-da! Jessica, before we launch into our next section, what is your song this week? My song this week is Falling by Ben Queller. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. I love that song. I had picked a song and then I decided that actually I wanted to do it next week. I keep doing this. Uh, so I was like, oh, right. Your scheduling I, I... impresses me because I just do it based on the hope that I will have discovered a new song on Spotify. <laughs> well, I just yeah, I just felt like it fitted better next week. Yeah, so I was like, oh God, no, now I need a new song. Maybe I should just use this song. And then I literally opened Spotify and there it was. I'm like, oh my God, I love this song. How have I never used it? So Falling by Ben Queller. Well, I think it's time for me to do my song. Rosie, what's your song? My song is called Queen, and it is by Perfume Genius, and it's really great. Cool, oh, it's cool, really cool. good. I look forward to you listening to it on our Spotify playlist later, Jessica. Maybe I will because I have never heard of any of the songs you pick. So. No, me neither. I've, and it makes me sound so so cool. Well, ish. 
when I'm like, hey, here's the song. Of, I just, it's algorithms, mate. It's all algorithms. Well, can, can you explain the algorithms to me? Because I keep on getting ridiculous things. Snacks. Should we do some snacks? Snacks. Yes. Let's do snacks. My snack is um, mini eggs because Easter snacks. It's, are it's Lent and they're approaching, and the Easter snacks are back in the shop. And beloved housemate Lucy sent me a text yesterday when she got in saying I've bought mini eggs and then we remembered we had a week's worth of Game of Clones to watch so we watched Game of Clones have you encountered Game of Clones Jessica? I feel like this is the, the title sounds familiar and I can't think what it is so it's an E4 dating show already everyone is out um, where oh my god a person right and largely an idiot goes in and de- designs their ideal date using what I can only describe as a rudimentary sims maker <laughs> And then, and then they find people who look, look like, like that. this person, and then they move into a house for five days with eight people who not only look like that person, but they're all dressed identically, and they have to dress identically oh all God. week, including they wear identical pajamas. And then throughout the week, um, the the person who has designed the clone whittles them down, um, and then they pick one. This sounds awful. I'm going to go and watch it immediately. It's so bad. I love it. Um, and we watched one which said uh, at the end she'd picked one. And uh, he didn't call her. He didn't call her afterwards. They tell you where the, what's happened to the people. And she, he, she didn't pick one of them. And he was really upset. He actually cried because he really liked her. And then she picked the other person, which was a mistake. And then he didn't call her. And he was on TV. And he didn't bother calling her afterwards. What an idiot. I know. Why would you... Oh. Why would you go on TV and not like... Now everyone knows you don't call women on television. Um, but anyway, we ate mini eggs in front of it. That's what I was Good. trying to say. Um, what's your snack? My snack is um, banana and granola yogurt. So, right, this is a concocted thing. This is not a product you can buy. But I um, chopped banana into plain yogurt with granola sprinkled on top. Now, stick with me. I have um, a Tupperware. Not really a Tupperware, obviously, because they don't make that anymore. But a um, plastic container that's for putting yogurt in. And it has, like, a separate section that slots in the top that you put the granola in. And then you put the lid on so you can carry it around with you and the granola doesn't get soggy before you add it to the yogurt. So you chop your banana into your yogurt, make sure the banana is all coated so that it doesn't go brown and yucky with the yogurt. And then you put your granola bit in and then it has a spoon as well. I think they designed it so that the yogurt goes in the top and the granola goes in the bottom because the spoon, it has a spoon that like comes in two parts and like clips into the underside of the little slot in segment. But if you put the yogurt in the bottom, then it will be covered in yogurt. So you must they must be expecting you to put the dry ingredients in the bottom. But the bottom section is bigger, so I always do yogurt in there and then granola on the top. And then I just sit the spoon in the in the granola. And they put the little lid on and then you go to work. Cool. I love interesting lunch containers. Mm. How's your how's project lunchbox well, going? The project lunchbox is going very well. Writing about project lunchbox not so much because I realise that it's more fun it's not as fun to write about it as it is to eat it. Could you just take pictures? Well, I do. I have been taking pictures, but then I just keep on forgetting to update the blog. But I will do. I might put a blog post up today. Do Now I've said that, I have to do it. Th- them's the rules. Cool. Them's the rules. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. I'm knitting socks because... Good. Always. Um, they are... A, 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 it's a different pattern. <laughs> Sorry, I got really overexcited. <laughs> I've knitted about four pairs of socks, but I finally changed patterns so it's got a different kind of heel. My goodness. Um, these are the Smooth Operator Socks by Susan B. Anderson. Not Susan B. Anthony. Not Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very different. Um, and they have an afterthought heel in them, 
which I'm pretty pleased with. I've done one of them. Possibly a bit more complicated because you have to sew in some waste yarn and then go back and take it out and do some new stuff. But right. um, I'm quite I'm quite pleased with how they look. That you get on a striping yarn which I was using, they look a lot better. Cool. That's pretty much all I've been knitting. I'm going to try and find a pattern to use with my Pearl Soho yarn because I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> um, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, is that what you're knitting your cardigan with? That you yeah. That really I don't want. Like... I just don't think it's gonna. I just think it's the wrong size. I think it's the wrong yarn for that project. Uh, I'm just trying to find a because it's one color, which is what I want. Usually, you know, you know, I have my problem with buying multicolored yarn. It doesn't look good. But look, most yes, buttons yep. call variegated for, yarn ban. They most buttons call for two one color you know, multiple colours in different right, schemes, yes. but I only have the one, and so I want to find a, a shawl pattern that works, and also one that's not too lacy, because I don't think it would look good in that yarn. Okay. So, I mean, research is needed. Yeah, it's a shame, because I've put a lot of work into that cardigan, but it's just not coming together, and I think there's no point ploughing through and knitting a whole cardigan that I'm not happy with. No, that would be I silly. can already tell that it's the wrong kind of yarn. The fabric is far too flimsy for this kind of cardigan that's making it so drapey and soft. It should be a lovely squishy shawl. Yeah. So come and save me, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, send us your shawl patterns. Yeah. Recommendations. And I baked, and I, all of the ingredients were in date. Oh, thank God for that. I made banana chocolate chip muffins. I actually went that and sounds lovely. chocolate chips on purpose. Oh, no, the egg was a day old. The egg, well, that's fine. You're clearly all still here. Did you do the floating floating in water test thingy? What, to find out if I was a witch? Yeah. Well, who's to say? I'll leave that for the audience to decide. No, I didn't, <laughs> but it was clearly fine. I mean... You can tell. You cracked it open and it wasn't and it wasn't off. Yeah, you can, it wasn't yeah, green, you nor did a chick hop out. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I made banana chocolate chip muffins just from a recipe I found on the internet, but they worked pretty well. Cool. Yeah. So I um, yeah, I've made a couple of cakes recently that just haven't haven't been great. Like they've been fine. They've been they've been fine. They've not been terrible, but they've not been the best thing. And I realised that my oven had got turned to the wrong setting, so the grill was on at the same time, and basically the top was getting cooked a lot faster than the rest of it, which mm. explains a lot. Um, so going to rectify that, or I have rectified that, have set, you know, stopped doing that, and I'm going to make a cake today. Yeah, I just happened to glance in the oven when I was cooking something the other day. I was like, why is the grill element heating up? Oh no, because you've been grilling cakes. I've been grilling cake. I mean, the like, like the oven was hot. Like I was ovening them, but the grill was on as well. Anyway, that's the thing that happened. I'll let you know how the cake I make later. I'm going to do like a chocolate tray big thingy. I think maybe take to work. Okay, great. I'll have one. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Um, or maybe just put it in packed lunches if I eat it all. Who's to say? What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Pipsy. Always Pipsy. Twelve out of ten. Would kill for Pipsy. Uh, Pipsy was featured on the Twitter uh, thing. <laughs> How did I manage to think for that long and only come up with the word thing? Dog <laughs> rates. They rate dogs. We we rate dogs. They're all good dogs, Brent. Um, and they feature loads of cute dogs. Um, the cutest dog is a dog called Pipsy. And that is rated 12 out of 10. Would kill for Pipsy. Um, I mean, Pipsy's been on the internet for some time. But we've been... He's been a feature of Pipsy this week. Pipsy resurfaces every so often. He seems to resurface quite strongly in the last last week. He's like Mary Poppins. He appears when you need him. Another thing on Twitter was the dog that became a Franciscan monk called Brother Moustache. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I saw that. 
someone made him monk's robes. And I like to think it was the monks themselves. There was a picture of him too, yeah. uh, uh, preaching to the fish uh, in the way that I preach to my dinner as I look upon it, <laughs> looking forward to putting it in my face and then slowly digesting it and using it for energy. That was very good. Vanity Fair put up a video entitled The Cast of Sesame Street Read Famous Movie Quotes. And it's amazing. Cool. Because it's like Cookie Monster shouting, Stella! <laughs> Uh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, really good. That is that, I, that really I works. Thoroughly recommend that. Uh, found via a friend of the show, Lewis. I my my next one was actually Sesame Street related as well. They have a new puppet, a new a new Sesame Street muppet. I call Julia, and she is autistic. Yes, I love She'll when be they, joining the joining I love the cast. New Muppets. I love Sesame Street. I love everything. I love everything. And also speaking of the Jim Henson workshop. Oh my goodness, what a theme. I know what the gifts are going to be. It's going to be all Muppets all the time. Uh, this week on Netflix, the greatest television programme of our age, Julie's Green Room. I've only watched the first episode, but it was truly delightful. It wasn't just. I've watched the first episode and a half because I was excited to watch it before bed, but then I got overtired. Julie's Green Room is a new programme on Netflix uh, written by Julie Andrews and her daughter, whose name at this moment escapes me. Uh, and it is uh, set in Julie's Green Room, which is a theatre programme. Uh, Julie's dad, made a built a theatre and she now runs it and she has a special thing for children all of the children are Muppets where they learn about the theatre and put together a show they have special guests who's the first guest Jessica? Uh, that would be Adina Menzel it's Queen Adele Elsa Dezim. it's Adele Dezim Queen <laughs> Elsa herself uh, they sing it's really great it's very diverse Muppet cast one of them is a piano playing child in a wheelchair. Uh, all, all everyone is represented, uh, including a non-verbal duck. Well, no, he speaks duck, and Gus, who is Julie's assistant, uh, learnt duck at Wesleyan, so can translate for yes. Hugo the tap dancing duck. Uh, it's just, I can't, oh my god, it's such a delight. Julie has they go a, on a field trip. Julie to has see a puppet dog, the kid and they they go backstage and meet people. Yes, yeah, puppet dog, yeah, called Toby, and she has a mug that says Julie's tea on it. It's uh, I'm probably going to watch more today. I think I might might watch more now. And yes, it's for children, but it's really good. And not to say, but it's really good. I have a Masters and Children's Literature, obviously. I think stuff for children is good. But I would say that the appeal is not just as an adult liking a children's program. I just like it on a. Like, I feel I learnt a lot. Well, I didn't learn a lot, but it's it's got a lot of there's good things. It's got a lot to give. It feels like a really good Saturday morning television programme. Yeah. Oh, it's really, it's really great. I really enjoyed it. Julie's Green Room, available for streaming on Netflix. Future guests, uh, Alec Baldwin, Titus Burgess, Josh Groven, Ellie Kemper. Mwah! That's me done. So that's our episode. Don't worry, Jessica, I can hear you yawning. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I think the video's off. I can't tell. Okay. It okay, was cool. lovely to speak to you all. This has been episode yes. 94. Boom. Bye. Bye. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.